War and Peace, Book 13, Chapter 9, read for LibriVox.org by Tim Kyle. With regard to military matters, Napoleon immediately on his entry into Moscow gave General Sabastiani strict orders to observe the movements of the Russian army, sent army corps out along the different roads, and charged Murat to find Kutuzov. Then he gave careful directions about the fortification of the Kremlin and drew up a brilliant plan for a future campaign over the whole map of Russia. With regard to diplomatic questions, Napoleon summoned Captain Yukolev, who had been robbed and was in rags and did not know how to get out of Moscow, minutely explained to him his whole policy and his magnanimity, and having written a letter to the Emperor Alexander in which he considered it his duty to inform his friend and brother that Rostopchin had managed affairs badly in Moscow, he dispatched Yukolev to Petersburg. Having similarly explained his views and his magnanimity to Tudelman, he dispatched that old man to Petersburg to negotiate. With regard to legal matters, immediately after the fires he gave orders to find and execute the incendiaries, and the scoundrel Rostopchin was punished by an order to burn down his houses. With regard to administrative matters, Moscow was granted a constitution. A municipality was established and the following announcement issued. Inhabitants of Moscow your misfortunes are cruel, but His Majesty the Emperor and King desires to arrest their course. Terrible examples have taught you how he punishes disobedience and crime. Strict measures have been taken to put an end to disorder and to re-establish public security. A paternal administration, chosen from among yourselves, will form your municipality or city government. It will take care of you, of your needs, and of your welfare. Its members will be distinguished by a red ribbon worn across the shoulder, and the mayor of the city will wear a white belt as well. But when not on duty, they will only wear a red ribbon around the left arm. The city police is established on its former footing, and better order already prevails in consequence of its activity. The government has appointed two commissaries general, or chiefs of police, and twenty commissaries or captains of wards have been appointed to the different wards of the city. You will recognize them by the white ribbon they wear on the left arm. Several churches of different denominations are open, and divine service is performed in them unhindered. Your fellow citizens are returning every day to their homes and orders have been given that they should find in them the help and protection due to their misfortunes. These are the measures the government has adopted to re-establish order and relieve your condition. But to achieve this aim, it is necessary that you should add your efforts and should, if possible, forget the misfortunes you have suffered, should entertain the hope of a less cruel fate, should be certain that inevitable and ignominious death waits those who make any attempt on your persons or on what remains of your property, and finally that you should not doubt that these will be safeguarded, since such is the will of the greatest and most just of monarchs, soldiers and citizens, of whatever nation you may be, re-establish public confidence, the source of the welfare of a state. Soldiers and citizens, of whatever nation you may be, re-establish public confidence, the source of the welfare of a state. Live like brothers, render mutual aid and protection one to another, unite to defeat the intentions of the evil-minded, obey the military and civil authorities, and your tears will soon cease to flow. With regard to supplies for the army, Napoleon decreed that all the troops in turn should enter Moscow a la Marad, as looters, to obtain provisions for themselves so that the army might have its future provided for. With regard to religion, Napoleon ordered the priests to be brought back and services to be again performed in the churches. With regard to commerce and to provisioning the army, following was placarded everywhere. Proclamation. You, peaceful inhabitants of Moscow, artisans and workmen whom misfortune has driven from the city, and you, scattered tillers of the soil, still kept out in the gardens by groundless fear, listen. Tranquility is returning to this capital, 
and order is being restored in it. Your fellow countrymen are emerging boldly from their hiding places on finding that they are respected. Any violence to them or to their property is promptly punished. His Majesty the Emperor and King protects them and considers no one among you his enemy except those who disobey his orders. He desires to end your misfortunes and restore you to your homes and families. Respond, therefore, to his benevolent intentions and come to us without fear. Inhabitants, return with confidence to your abodes. You will soon find means of satisfying your needs. Craftsmen and industrious artisans, return to your work, your houses, your shops, where the protection of guards awaits you. You shall receive proper pay for your work. And lastly, you too, peasants, come from the forest where you are hiding in terror, return to your huts without fear, in full assurance that you will find protection. Markets are established in the city, where peasants can bring their surplus supplies and the products of the soil. The government has taken the following steps to ensure freedom of sale for them. 1. From today, peasants, husbandmen, and those living in the neighborhood of Moscow may without any danger bring their supplies of all kinds to two appointed markets, of which one is on the Mokovna Street and the other is at the Provision Market. 2. Such supplies will be bought from them at such prices as seller and buyer may agree on, and if a seller is unable to obtain a fair price, he will be free to take his goods back to his village and no one may hinder him under any pretense. 3. Sunday and Wednesday of each week are appointed as the chief market days, and to that end a sufficient number of troops will be stationed along the high roads on Tuesdays and Saturdays at such distances from the town as to protect the carts. 4. Similar measures will be taken that peasants with their carts and horses may meet with no hindrance on their return journey. 5. Steps will immediately be taken to re-establish ordinary trading. Inhabitants of the city and villages, and you, working men and artisans, to whatever nation you belong, you are called on to carry out the paternal intentions of His Majesty the Emperor and King, and to cooperate with him for the public welfare. Lay your respect and confidence at his feet, and do not delay to unite with us. With the object of raising the spirits of the troops and of the people, reviews were constantly held and rewards distributed. The Emperor rode through the streets to comfort the inhabitants and, despite his preoccupation with state affairs, himself visited the theaters that were established by his order. In regard to philanthropy, the greatest virtue of crowned heads, Napoleon also did all in his power. He caused the words Maison de Mamir to be inscribed on the charitable institutions, thereby combining tender filial affection with the majestic benevolence of a monarch. He visited the foundling hospital and, allowing the orphans saved by him to kiss his white hands, graciously conversed with Tutelemen. Then, as Thiers eloquently recounts, he orders his soldiers to be paid in forged Russian money which he had prepared, raising the use of these means by an act worthy of himself and of the French army, he let relief be distributed to those who had been burned out. But as food was too precious to be given to foreigners, who were for the most part enemies, Napoleon preferred to supply them with money with which to purchase food from outside and had paper rubles distributed to them. With reference to army discipline, orders were continually being issued to inflict severe punishment for the non-performance of military duties and to suppress robbery. End of chapter 9. Recording by Tim. Cabbage Hill, Oregon. www.timgineer.com T-I-M-G-I-N-E-E-R.com This recording is in the public domain.